1: Welcome to the Ravens Press Pass Podcast. The Ravens are coming off a 20 to 10 victory over the LA Chargers on primetime Sunday night football. Now this is the bye week for the Ravens and head coach John Harbaugh talked about that win and what he's going to be focused on during
2: this bye. Welcome back, you look great. Well, thank you. <laughs> you <do> as well. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's what no sleep looks like, right? It really does. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Pretty much. That's right. Good. Good to see everybody. And this is what no sleep looks like, but it's a it's a happy. It's a very happy no sleep. Everybody's uh, pleased with the outcome and uh, really just got to work as soon as we got back in. Went to work on the game and then making our plans for the rest of the week as a staff, uh, players. Some players had to check in. Other players, we've uh, given them the week off. So that's where we're at right now, and we're uh, we're looking forward to. Preparing for the next uh, five weeks of the regular season, and and if we do a good job beyond that. So, what questions you have?
3: John, I, I can't recall so much in the past. Is it pretty standard to give the whole week, and okay, what went to kind of into that decision?
2: Yeah, it's kind of moved that way the last couple of years. You know, the five weeks have gotten shorter. I think compared to what they used to be. Heck, you used to be there the whole week until like Friday. You know, and uh, you have the opportunity to come back possibly Monday, Tuesday, even Wednesday if you wanted to. We haven't done that for a while but it just uh, seemed like the right thing. You know, we're 12 weeks into the season. Uh, don't think we would have gained as much uh, from practicing as we would from, you know, resting basically. So let the guys get away and kind of regroup, you know, physically, uh, uh, even spiritually a little bit and just uh, heal up and get ready for what's, a, what's ahead.
4: Well, last night, <clears throat> apologize because I was not there is there an administrative issue with the spots or with those challenges that weren't made when you go back and watch it do you wish the challenges had been made or what happened there
2: yeah well there were administrative issues even on the field goals i mean the field goals were running down on us every single time we had the one delay a game that was odd you know the guys are pretty much in the same rhythm so we were struggling with uh, the administrative administrative aspect of the of the plays pretty much the whole game but when we look back and look at the uh, challenges Not really. I mean, the one on the sideline with Lamar, we looked at that closely this morning. We didn't have uh, the views that you had later on TV. We didn't have those before the next play, you know, where they spliced together the angles. And it didn't look like on the angle we had during the game that we would win it. And going back and looking at the spliced angle, we wouldn't have won it. I mean, they're not going to overturn that with what the angles that they had. So um, that would have cost us a timeout, and and we would have been out of challenges. The other one we thought was a first down. I mean, everybody in the stadium thought that was a first down. It came on TV and our press box is a first down. And uh, we thought he pointed first down. So we called, a, we, called a, we called a first down play there. So we wasted a play on that one administratively. So that was one you'd like to have back. We regret the fact that we didn't realize that they marked it short. As we looked at it, it shouldn't have been marked short. Uh, they should have caught it upstairs anyway with the uh, replay official, but they didn't. So we'll take responsibility for that. That's one that we thought was a first down. Um, as far as the one uh, the one we did challenge, I think that was the right challenge. You know, you did the best you could. We didn't have the the view of it stop start. And it ended up being straight across even. So, you know, that's a seventeen yard play on third and long. That's a high leverage type of opportunity. You've got to challenge that one in that situation. So I think looking back, we probably did the right thing. I know we did the right things, given the information we had and even looking back on it.
3: Were there, when you look back at it now, were there some communication, maybe breakdowns? You're in a foreign stadium, you're not in your home stadium, so sometimes those things work in a weird way. I mean, was there situations where maybe you weren't able to get the answer you were looking for in terms of a first down or a certain call or situation? Well, yeah, I mean,
2: you don't get the view, you know, even on TV, like we have a TV monitor up in the box, but you don't get, you get what the TV gives you. So there's there's nothing on the screens in the stadium that they're giving you like they would at home. Uh, and those were all plays you know, going to the line of scrimmage quickly. Uh, so, um, yeah, you don't, you don't get all the information that you'd like to have, for sure. But we had, we had the information, looking back on it, really. I mean, honestly, you know, I'd tell you if I thought we should or shouldn't have challenged it. And uh, we would not have won that challenge on Lamar. You know, I mean, We can all look at it and say, I think he got the first down. I'd like to say, yeah, I think he got the ball over inside. But what are they going to turn over? And we study that. And we look and see what they turn over, why, what they see. And we are pretty good at knowing what they're gonna turn over and what they're not. And you couldn't, we lose a timeout and a, and a, uh, and a challenge there. That, would, that could have hurt us at the end of the game. So hindsight even, I really feel like that was the right decision, not to challenge it. I mean, hey, I, I want to get the first down there, but you know, that's just the way it went
0: how did uh, Ronnie Stanley get out of the game? And just knowing he's dealt with that right knee a couple different times this year, how beneficial do you think this bye week can be for him to try to get him as close to full strength the rest of the way as you can?
2: I, I do think that it's going to be beneficial for him. You know, I mean, it's uh, it's something that's been, you know, I mean, it's, it's it's not been great. You know, it's I think he'd probably be the first to tell you it's not been great. He needs to, he needs to get stronger and he needs to get his technique right and he needs to get out of practice and, and to keep growing back into – you know, his, his, he's a great player. You know, we want to get him back to playing at that high level. you talk
3: about just 13 games into the season, haven't had a break, you've traveled internationally, you've gone to the West Coast. Just how taxing has this season been and how beneficial is this by-week?
2: Right. Well, yes, yeah, I told the guys last night in the locker room, I was really, I'm really proud of them. I think we all are because uh, they played with a high level of energy, and it took that kind of energy to win. I mean, that's a team that is actually a very good football team, very talented team. It was a desperate team had to have that win at home. And uh, we, we just played at a high level, man. I mean, our guys were playing hard. It was a very physical game. And to do that, like you said, through the course of this season with all the travel and all the tough games we've had, I think it's pretty uh, pretty remarkable. I'm, I'm, I'm really proud of the guys. So this is a beneficial time. We're gonna to try to make the most of it, you know, and then be ready to roll for What's going to be the toughest schedule in football for the next five weeks John, talking
5: about your defense I may talked about it a little bit last night, but I know you guys have had better yardage games limiting the opponent. But the way you guys played last night. I mean, is that not arguably like your best defensive effort of the season? Do
2: you think? Yeah, you could say that probably. I mean, I, we've had some pretty good ones, you know, but uh, that that's a heck of an offense. They, they challenge you in a lot of different ways. And uh you know, you, you take you take away the one quarterback scramble probably and they didn't have much, you know, so. And then the one long drive they had also that uh, and then Jadavia and Clowney coming up with that that play. I'm going to tell you what, I, I failed to mention that last night. Just didn't hit my mind that that was that might have been the play of the game. I mean, that brush, that sack, that recovery, the whole thing was just, uh, I mean, I mean, just a Hall of Fame type play. So uh, even when they did get the two the two longer drives, I think our guys stepped up pretty big. They did score. On the one unfortunately but uh yeah i think you're making a good point that uh,
5: 44 yarder that tucker missed last night i think was his first miss inside 50. what do you make of the season that, that he's had so far
2: yeah i mean tuck's tuck he's, he's uh, that was one he was rushed on i mean he was rushed on all those field goals the whole game so i'm not making excuses for him you know he would never accept that he'll tell you he's got to make them under any circumstance i mean we can't afford to call a timeout there uh the, i don't know why the clock was running so fast why they didn't administer it the way they normally do. But we knew after the delayed game on the first one that we were going to have to just speed it all up and get it off. So it's just a miss. Uh, He's human, you know, and uh, I'm sure glad we got him. Always will be.
1: In terms of uh, kind of this is kind of self-scouting process, is there a benefit with the buy being as late as it is? Like the identity, you know, the identity of the team is kind of on both sides and you get to kind of make tweaks for the final stretch here of the regular season, just during the time.
2: Right, right. Garrett. We're going to make the most of it. You know, we've got an opportunity now to kind of get to work as a coaching staff this week. Uh, look at ourselves, look at our opponents, uh, try, to, try to drum up some ideas, you know, going down the stretch for situational football. There's plenty of areas, all three phases that, you know, we need to improve. You know, we need to get better. There's a lot of things we can get better at. Um, you know, I could go through the list right now, but I probably don't want to, but we've gone through the list already today. And uh, we're going to try to find ways to improve as a, as a coaching staff to help our guys and give them some more tools going down the stretch.
5: First game stepping in for, for Mark after the injury, what did you think of Isaiah Likely and the job he did
2: yesterday? He did great. He did a great job. I just uh, You know, I, I, he's athletic, man. I mean, to see him, those are things you guys have all seen in practice and training camp and all that in preseason. Uh, that's kind of who you thought he was going to be when he got his opportunity. So really proud of him, happy for him, and it's gonna, he's going to be able to build off that
5: but uh, is there any updates on the status of David Ajabo and tight spout there?
2: Yes, um, David Ajabo had surgery last week late uh, actually in L.A. Uh, to repair a uh, partially torn ACL and he had to make a decision uh, about it um, in terms of whether to risk it or not. And every, every, every medical expert said to get it fixed because it, it would have it said he wanted to play. But and even even I told him, I said, man, you gotta, you gotta get that right for the rest of your career because it's a clean type of a surgery and he'll be rolling again, uh, you know, training camp at the latest, he'll be rolling. So that, that's what he did. And then, uh, what was the other one? Tyus is just trying to get the knee where it can basically handle the loading, you know, the swelling and stuff like that. It's just kind of an angry knee, I guess. They Really haven't been told exactly. I think it's kind of a little bit of a hard one to. To cipher. That's why we haven't been able to be very clear with it. But when it calms down enough, he's going to be back playing. So I know he's working toward that. And and if and when we get him back, it'd be a huge bonus for us.
0: Part of the complication of that that you only have that 21-day window to to play with. So you you don't want to start his clock and then realize he's not ready, and then you're kind of in a roster bind.
2: Well, it's not so much that as is he's just not ready to start his clock yet. You know, physically. So if he was ready to start his clock, I think we'd put him out there and get going with it, especially at this point in time. But uh, we're just not there with the knee. Did
0: you come out with any other unsettled health stuff out out, out of the game?
2: Anything to worry about over the next couple weeks? No. Mm -hmm. John, what did you know of Arthur Millett
4: six months ago versus what have you learned from him since? Well, I knew he was
2: a pain in the butt playing against him, you know, because we played against him quite a bit in New Orleans and then Pittsburgh, you know. I I, I didn't like him at Pittsburgh because I thought they lost their nickel. Then all of a sudden he's out there playing, and I wasn't sure how good he was going to be. Then he turned out to be really good, so I was mad about it. And then uh, he came here, you know, and I was happy about it because he's a tough dude, man. He's a hard playing uh, guy. He brings a lot of savvy, a lot of energy. He's never satisfied. Come up with that play he made. That sack was a huge play. And it wasn't the only, he had a number of plays. I mean, he was out there. He made the most of his time. Uh, Yeah, he's done a great job for us. That was a a great job by our our personnel department. John, on the
1: uh, the broadcast last I talked about Kyle Hamilton and how he's having a (coughs) pro Bowl caliber, all-pro type season what have you seen from his development? In front of this season?
2: Yeah, I've seen just what you guys have seen. I think Garrity's, he's, he's been, he's been something, you know, he's just, he's all over the field and he, and he, we give him, we put more on his plate every single week and he, and he makes the most of it, you know, he cleans his plate, you know? so we'll keep putting more on there, you know, and, uh, but he's, I think he's, he's kind of a reflection of the whole defense right now. They, they, they're hungry, they want to get better, they want more, uh, they want, they want, uh, they, they hate when they don't, you know, make a play, any, any type of play. Uh, that's what you love about him. I think he's kind of you know, him and all the guys, they're just kind of in the same mold that way. Nice top
5: you're wearing there. Can you remember a better weekend for the Harvall brothers in recent
2: memory? My dad says it's the best one ever, but he always says that, you know, every weekend he says, Oh, his thing is you never had a better win. And he goes, but this time it's really true. You know, uh, this time it might be, but, uh, no, I'm just proud of, proud of, obviously Jim and, and, uh, and that whole team, to see that team come together. I see a lot of similarities in the two teams. You know, how, how bonded together they are, how they really are family and, um, you know, through thick and thin. So, yeah, happy for, happy for everybody this what is, weekend.
4: What does bi-week look for you from now till Monday?
2: Bi-week week will be uh, from now till uh, probably Friday. Yeah, Friday for sure we'll be working the full week as coaches, so yeah, I'll be in all week doing that probably get the weekend you know get away a little bit and probably watch the big 10 championship game i'm not here i'll watch it here though i'm not gone. um yeah that's about it it's gonna be simple
1: that was head coach john harbaugh we also had a chance to talk with the coordinators today let's kick things off with special teams coordinator chris horton
6: good to see everyone today hope everyone's doing well um especially you guys that travel back from uh from the west coast Appreciate you guys being here. Um, just, just looking forward to us um, throughout this bye week. You know, it's, it's a great opportunity for us, for us as coaches, to kind of dive deep into some of the things that. Um, you really wouldn't wouldn't have had time to uh, because you're doing so much game planning. But now you got a full week to kind of really just look at ourselves and figure out ways just to get better. Um, really encouraged, like I said before, by what our guys are doing. I think our guys are playing hard, our guys are executing, but we just gotta we gotta find that consistency, and that's the one thing that we're looking for uh, out of the out of our units. Questions. Uh,
3: Chris, I think uh, total uh, now for field goal misses, I think it's five now. Mm-hmm. Uh, has there been a trend, a theme to it? Because, you know, at this point, we don't usually see that, that many at this point in the season for you guys.
6: You know, I don't, I don't think it's a, it's a trend or a theme. I think, uh, like I said before, every kick's different, right? Uh, every situation is different. And um, I think when it comes down to uh, what we had, the, we had the blocks, you know, those things, those things are fundamental things that, you know, we as coaches, we can get fixed up, we get cleaned up and, and then we kind of take those things away. Um, as far as as far as the kick, uh, you know, those come down to little detail things. So the, uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of differences in, in between the kicks, but I don't think it's a it's a problem. I still think we got the greatest kicker in the in football uh, that I could tell you, and we'll put him out there at uh, whenever we need him or whenever we say so. So I think we're going to be okay. Uh, we'll keep putting him out there and we'll keep working and just fine tune what we do.
4: Chris, John said last night that there was some rush, right? The administrative things had you guys scrambling or rushing. What was that all
6: about? You know uh, what I think, Bo. I think one of the things um, you know when those guys get out there, uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of um, nuance to it, right? We score on offense. Uh, there's a big play, and there's some guys that are on the field goal on the field goal team that are also on the offensive line. So if those guys are over there celebrating, then also when they spot the ball, all right, what's the play clock? You know, and. and Honestly, I think we got to just do a better job of kind of handling it as well ourselves, uh, managing the play clock, getting ourselves out there so we're not putting ourselves in those situations. We go out there, we take our time, we kick the ball, we make the kick. You know, So I think those are also some things we can take care of.
3: Other than that, do you think certain things operationally need to improve around the kick? And to, I mean, is there too much pressure at times uh, along the edges? Well, like did you feel that yesterday early in the game that a couple of those early kicks, so there's a little too much pressure on the edge or no? Are you okay with how the blocking stuff is holding out? No, I
6: think the, block, the, blockings, the blocking last night was great. Uh, I think from the, out, from the outside view, looking in on the field, that, that edge player looks close, but when you watch the tape, that guy's that guy's nowhere around the ball, so uh, that's e- that's easy to spot on the tape. But when you sit back and you watch the tape, there's there's no pressure, there's no pressure there. Um, our operation has been smooth all year uh, with our times and things like that. So those guys are getting a kickoff uh, to our to our standard. So that that will remain the same. But
3: Justin knows every little detail to every kick. Did he? Did you talk to him? Do you feel like he mishit the ball, or do you think it was kind of a rush? Do you feel like he was just a little rushed? I think on that
6: last one, the one that he missed, he, was, he, felt, he felt rushed. When you look at the play clock and the timing of the play, with, again, with the operation, it's one of those things we got to get out there, and we have to see that play clock. You know, that's part, of, that's part of our jobs, part of what Jordan does, part of what he does. He sees that play clock, so we're not in those situations. Just how do you feel
3: your protection and your coverage units have performed uh, starting from you know, week one to now, especially when it's going up against the Chargers at the top five the special teams unit?
6: Uh, I thought, you know, I thought last night outside of the outside of the punt return we gave up, uh, we cover the kick, you're attacking them inside the 20, right? We hadn't put many balls in play. We get down there, we cover that ball. You know, I think when you watch that when you watch that punt return play, uh, our guys, we got guys in position. We just got to go make those plays. And uh, there's some things when those guys get back, we'll talk about, we'll watch. But I think, you know, we're doing we're doing a good job. We've gotten better. Uh, we continue to get better, and we will get better um, throughout these next five weeks. There's a there's a lot more room for improvement. Uh, between our guys and and we'll start to play the kind of ball that we want to play we just got to find some consistency uh, there's some good and then we might hit a bump in the road but uh we're not we're not like like discouraged by what's happening because uh, these these men are really putting their foot forward and giving everything they can uh, with effort uh, with execution and then there might be a little breakdown so those are things we can get fixed up
4: how frustrated do you get that? You've mentioned this consistency two or three times here. How frustrating is that for you that it's not there?
6: Uh, you know, I don't. I don't think I necessarily get. I don't think I necessarily get frustrated. I think I just try to remind the guys of what the standard is, right, and what the standard has been. And I think when they understand that, and and we continue to show them that, they'll they'll get to that. They'll get back to that level of where we want to get to. So I don't. I don't think I necessarily get frustrated because it's my job to coach them right and try to get them to that to that point and um as a as a coach uh that's not that's just not that's just not what i do it's just like hey we got to do this better and i know we can do it so why aren't we doing it i kind of ask those kind of questions like what did did i say something in the media you know i kind of always bring it back to me and then put it on them when they go out there and play so no there's no frustration at all
3: 12 weeks into the season how would you evaluate uh jordan stout's second season well, you know,
6: again, I think it's uh, it's been it's been up and down, uh, you know, and then we're just trying to find that, we're just trying to find that back, put those games back to back. Um, but I think Jordan's doing a great job uh, last night. He punted the ball, he punted the ball great. You know, that ball was two yards from the sideline, you know, that's a ball we don't want to get back to the field, so how can we make that better? I think Jordan's doing a great job from year one and year two. And I think Randy and Sam have really done a good job with it.
1: That was special teams coordinator, Chris Horton. Next up is Offensive Coordinator Todd Munkin. Uh,
7: What's a
8: week look like for you and the staff as you go through the self-scouting process? <clears throat> it's been an ongoing thing, our self-scout. Every coach has an area of the game plan, so it's a weekly thing we do anyways, but certainly get to drill down with a little bit more time. Tomorrow the coaches will work in their areas um, that they're assigned for a game plan and really take a look at what we've been, um, kinda of who we are, where we want to go from here, you know, down the stretch, five games left. And then uh you know, what we're missing. You know, what what else what else is out there that uh, we want to build off of maybe we've shown, maybe that we haven't really gotten to. So it'll be good. It'll be good for us.
5: I know you like to find plays everywhere. Do you spend a lot of time on social media kinda of give, give you <laughs> yeah. time to
8: scroll some Well we you you feel uh you, it's it's actually really crazy you know you feel like you're almost incompetent you see all this good stuff on social media like why aren't we doing that you know um and all of you say why aren't you doing that exactly so but it's uh it's fun you know it's um i love watching film i like watching what other people do and then seeing if it fits in with with, with what we do you know and um nobody has the market cornered on good football or what it looks like or how you can move it because ultimately what really matters is how much you score each week, you know, and uh, don't turn it over. And so those are the things we're constantly working on. I'm joking kind of, but, you know, um, it creates ideas, you know, what, looking at what other people do and then looking back at what you do, you know, as much as anything. And then obviously you have your strengths and your weaknesses and what you want to play too. What
4: did you sense with your first game I mean, you had the first game of the season too, but post Mark Andrews, looking forward to the rest of the season, not having him. How did you think the team did, and what's kind of the big picture picture there?
8: Well, we didn't score enough. You know, we uh, we got bogged down. We moved it fine. Ran the ball well. Maybe not as explosive in the past game as you'd like. Left some things out there, but uh, I don't think it was a matter of, uh, you know, not having Mark. I mean, Isaiah played fine. You know, and did some good things. I mean, that's hard to say when someone's not out there, what it would have looked like had they been out there. I don't, I don't know that. I just know that we're lucky to have Isaiah and he did a good job the other night. He's going to continue to grow as a player. We just got to continue to figure out how we're going to use the other pieces that we do have. I mean, that's probably the biggest thing. I love
3: Pacwa. How do you think, you know, Ronnie's been dealing with some injuries. How do you think he's been dealing with that? And how confident are you that he can kind of get back to the level that you guys wanted to be at? I think
8: that's more of a question for Ronnie. You know, again, uh, credit to him, he's, he's tried to work through it and come back. And um, for the team, um, certainly um, he would probably say it's not at where it, his knee wants to be, you know, um, but he's continued to work through it. And Like I said, each week it's getting stronger, you know, and he's been able to fight through it. So again. Um, Again, it'd be more of a question for Ronnie than it would be for us. You know, um, I give him a lot of credit for getting out there and continuing to play. What are you
0: seeing from Keaton Mitchell? And you know, what's the next step for him in terms of you know blitz pickup, pass protection? I guess those parts of the of the game That's, for a running back that don't
8: involve him having the ball. That's uh, a great question. You know, we uh, with each week. Well, I, I, I shouldn't say that. You know, um, this week we got him a little bit more involved. You know, he had more snaps. Um, that was. As he gets more and more comfortable, we get more and more comfortable with him. Um, in certain personnel groupings, uh, we get him in there. He's certainly going to only continue to get better with reps, especially like you said, in terms of the pass protection, some of the detail things. Um, handing the ball off to him is probably the least of that. You know, It's really in terms of pass protection, route running, you know, and then assignment-wise. But he's been fine with that, just a matter of reps.
5: Not on that fourth down play call to uh, Gus Edwards, the direct snap went into, went into that play call. And what do you think of the execution?
8: Well, it didn't work. So obviously it, uh, you know, didn't go as planned. I mean, there was a lot of things we could have done better. It was a speed break for us. Ronnie got hurt. We didn't get Zay subbed off the field in time. So that started it off on the wrong foot. Okay. We, we weren't able to break the huddle. We allowed them to get their cleats in the dirt, get aligned properly. Um, that happened to us in London. Uh, we had an opportunity there one time when, when when Ronnie got hurt, or not Ronnie, but another player, M- Morgan. So that started it. Um, you know, Gus was a little deep, and we got to keep it up inside. And uh, you know, again, but that's nothing. Didn't work. I mean, we've been repping that for a couple of weeks, and didn't work. So it is what it is. You know, I mean, it, I mean, anything that we call that doesn't work, I mean. You know, got to do it better, got to coach it better, got to, got to execute better.
0: I thought you alluded to the fact that the, uh, the explosive pass plays didn't connect a lot last night, maybe especially against pressure. <clears throat> why, why did you think that was the case when you went back and looked at it?
8: Um, some of it might have been, you know, we tried to get it out of his hands a little bit quicker. Um, you know, even without, you know, Bosa, Khalil Max, pretty good edge rusher. Sometimes it forced us to check it down. Um. We had a couple other times we might have had opportunities for shots down the field. It just won, and as the game progressed, we ran the ball a little bit more. I mean, it kind of goes hand in hand. Um, I don't know what we ended up running the ball. We ran the ball pretty well, and when you run the ball pretty well, it's going to limit some of your opportunities to throw it down the field as much um, just because you're not throwing it as often. But certainly it's got to be a big part of what we do. I mean, obviously being explosive and not turning it over. That's what hurt us last night. We ran the ball well. We were explosive. Overall, we we're explosive. We just didn't convert on third downs. So when you're not explosive and you're not converting on third downs, you're eventually going to bog down. You're eventually going to stop because you're not you're, you're putting yourself in too many third down situations, and then we weren't converting. So that's what hurt us. I mean, it, was, it wasn't a matter of moving the ball. Um, there were some executions, some calls that you wish you had back, but we certainly are capable of playing better.
3: What is it going to – there's been some weeks where you've been as dynamic as anybody offensively played a lot of good offensive games and there's some games like um, last night. What do you think it's gonna take <laughs> to be a little more consistent uh, when you're you know you're facing arguably the toughest remaining schedule in football.
8: Uh great question. You know, um, that's the nature of this league. You know, it's very difficult to sustain. That is your goal obviously, to play at an elite level every week, execute at a high level in all the critical areas. Um, obviously we got to coach it better, scheme it better, execute better. That's really what it is, you know, and keep continuing to build what we want to be or what do we want it to look like so everybody's on the same page, you know, and, um, you know, just part of it. Um, you know, at times there, I like a lot of things that we're doing, and there's times we just need to be better at it. need to call it better and need to execute better. I mean, that's, that's really what it is. I mean, there's no magic to it. We have good enough players we have good enough coaches now we just got to consistently do it and we've been pretty good you know really since about since pittsburgh other than tennessee in the red zone we've, we've been pretty good we certainly can be better we, we've gotten better in the red zone we just we've got to get better on third downs we've got to continue to stress to be if we can be explosive in the past game um, but for sure we, we have we can certainly be a lot better
5: Zay, obviously, he scored two touchdowns. Uh, but with the separation that he's getting, do you see more opportunities down the stretch to get him, uh, more opportunities deep down, deeper down the field? And what does he need to do to kind of uh, get those, those chances? I'm
8: talking about Zay? Yeah. Yeah, so um, we're always trying to look for opportunities for um, him and some of our other players to get the ball down the field. Sometimes it didn't present itself the other night. Um, he was certainly in some of those pockets. You know, certain, some of the plays we ended up checking the ball down to, we, we were trying to get him down the field. Um, and he's a guy you're trying to get the ball to in a number of ways. You know, where there's space, that's good for him. Um, certainly putting it down the field. To me, the biggest thing is how do you get him the ball in space? It's not even so much down the field as, you know, where can you get him where he's hard to bring down? He can turn a short pass into an explosive. And so those are the things that we're constantly trying to, uh, to work through as with all of our skilled players.
4: John said last night that um, on the Aguilar play, everyone in the stadium thought it was a first down. We called a play thinking it was a first down. What was the kind of chaos of that moment like for you, realizing they didn't give us a first down on that?
8: It was awful. <laughs> I didn't know it. I mean, I wouldn't have called the play that we called on third and a foot. Now, that's on me. That's got nothing to do with the official. He spotted it like that. He was beyond it, but he was pointing you know, as to where that was. So that's not got nothing to do with them. It's got everything to do with me. You know, the way I saw it, he was beyond the first down marker and by the film he was, but that doesn't matter. Officials make mistakes like I make mistakes. It's not, it's the way it is. I got to see it that it's third and a foot. You know, we went fast off of it. Not that we couldn't go fast. We spit the ball in the perimeter for an RPO and the the defender knocked it down. And you're like, fourth and a foot, you know? And, uh, you know, like, okay, what are we gonna do now? You know, and um I'm just telling it like it is, you know, you're like, All right, well, let's run this, all right? And uh, you know, luckily Gus did a great job of getting the foot, you know, that that probably was that, but um that's 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 got nothing to do with the officiating. it's got everything to do with like, you know, how I saw it and how they saw it. Doesn't matter. That's how they saw it and that's where they spotted it came up on the other fourth and one, Lamar was close enough on the other one to get in the first down and he didn't. You know, So um, the difference was where the official was that makes it hard is that the official where he was at, I don't think this is capable of me getting fined. They don't find assistant coaches, I don't think, but the reality is he was beyond the marker and he was pointing back. Well, I, I don't know what the hell that means. You know what I'm saying? He's here and he's pointing back. Usually the officials, what running to the spot and putting the foot down, right? He's back here like pointing. It's like I don't know what that means. And it hurt. It made it even. It made it even more. I know I'm going to this whole big thing here, but what made it worse was we were going fast. Had we not been going fast, based on the play, you would have within a matter of five seconds, someone would have said, "Holy cow, where is he spotting it?" It just happened to time up with going fast, and then the spot. Um, you know. Thank God that wasn't third down to fourth down. You know what I'm saying? So we actually got an opportunity on fourth down. Doug
3: hey, uh, on the Flowers, the 37 yard touchdown, before that play, when you're talking to Lamar on the headset, do you tell him to remind guys in the huddle if you get the first down to get down? Or yeah, no? we should have gone
8: down. Yeah, that's something I, I was thinking about the play. And when you're doing some of the, uh, that's, that's all on me. I mean, that, that's an easy one to, we were doing so much of the quarterback driven that you are, in my mind, like, we were so far out, I wasn't even thinking about it at the time. You know, like, okay, shoot, I'm trying. To, you're, you're really trying to talk about ball security because there's an exchange that occurs where you're like, the worst thing that can happen is we put the dang thing on the ground, okay? That's on me. I got to tell them, hey, this is this situation. We get a first down, go down. I mean, and that's generally, it. Generally, just
3: how that usually works, that would be something you tell a quarterback. 100%. Tell them. everybody we go down.
8: First down, get down. Okay. Yeah, that that's that's normal. That would have ended the game right there. I mean, it's... You know, then we wouldn't have had to see another silly touchdown celebration by uh, Zay. So that would have saved us all from that. But um, you know, so but uh, the fact of the matter is, you got to tell them to get down and end the game. I mean, that's that's what you have to do. So that's on me. How
0: much time and effort do they put into uh, <laughs> things? I guess when you're not around, it's really sad,
8: isn't it? I mean, you would think that uh, you know, and Odell's like the first guy in the end zone. Like, I mean, it, I didn't know he had that much juice. He'd been out half the week. And of course, he certainly found enough energy to choreograph uh, the end zone celebrations, so uh, but no I think I think it's great. It's fun, guys having fun, shows their personalities. Um, I'm certainly not involved. I mean, <laughs> certain things we did weren't nearly as choreographed as those. So we have our work cut out for us, trying to choreograph our offense, a hell of a lot closer to how they've they've got their wedding, I think one and then the soccer one, you know I mean um we're obviously behind the times in terms of execution.
5: Todd, I'm curious, obviously you watch Mark Andrews out there, but with Isaiah likely, does his run after catch ability, his elusiveness open up more possibilities for the offense to just go in a little bit of a different direction at tight end?
8: He's a little bit different than Mark. He's got probably a little more twitch. You know, he probably, you know, he, he probably has a little bit, as he develops a player um, to break tackle, uh, hold on, what was that? he can get to an edge a little bit more than Mark. Mark's more of a powerful, get the ball in his hands like a bull, you know what I'm saying, like run over people and outmuscle muscle you, Where Zay is a little bit more elusive. And as he keeps developing his craft and his depths and setting up defenders, he's he's going to be hard to handle. It's just a matter of time. It's not a matter of if, it's just a matter of when, when we keep working through that and developing that.
1: That was OC Todd Monkin and now Let's hear from defensive coordinator
7: Mike McDonald. Great to see everybody. Shout out to those who made the trip back. Looking at a couple, much respect. But we're in it, so let's bang this out. How we doing?
5: Do you have any strong views on touchdown celebrations?
7: <laughs> I was hoping there was just one of them yesterday. The second one, I don't know if it was necessary or not.
5: <laughs> I just. Uh... You know, how pleased were you
1: with the defensive performance of last night? Four, four takeaways. You talented offense. Just, you know,
7: yeah. Well, the most important thing is winning the game, and um, you know, we talked about how we wanted to play, and uh, definitely the guys, the guys did that. You know, trying to get into start, start fast. Um, obviously, takeaways is a is a, a paramount importance throughout the entire season, but to actually come to fruition, especially against that offense who hasn't really turned the ball over over the course of the year um, was great to see. See so, you know, just us attacking the football, um, handling the situations. I thought really the thing that goes unnoticed is the poise that the guys had throughout the game, given the situation I was proud of. And uh, you just turned the tape on, you're really proud of the effort and the physicality. And, um, you know, there's things we're gonna always be chasing execution wise, but uh, we're right there, you know, so uh, we're in a good spot going into the bye. How good
1: football is Hamilton
7: playing? He's playing really, really good football. Um, He's a special player I mean, he can do just about anything on a football field and we ask a lot of him and um, we're just, we're, we're, we're very excited to have him, but he, he's playing at a high level right now. was
3: there a time, obviously
7: players make jumps from year one to year two, so
3: there's a natural progression there, but was there a time where you kind of started to see a click with him where you could tell he just looked like a different player and how he was moving and just the way he was playing with confidence?
7: That's an interesting question. I don't know if I can pinpoint a time. I mean, um, he definitely had some comfort, you know, filling in the nickel spot last year, moving closer to the football. Um, you know, the, the off season is probably the best, best way I can pinpoint it. Uh, being able to play both positions, and we're really cooking him at safety and um, was able to make some plays on the ball throughout camp, and you just really felt him out there. So that's probably the answer
4: kind of exposing too much of your strategy thought process on that final fourth down Malek comes in on uh, untouched what's going through your mind prior to that play in terms of (laughs) trying to attack them
7: uh shoot I mean we're I think in that situation we're trying to throw a fastball and um you know we, we talk about we want to be going forward and staying aggressive so that was that was a call we had and for that you know that particular situation and um you know, honestly, it's a shout out to the guys. You know, you get the call in fast. We talk about an early call is a good, always a good call so the guys can go play. And uh, all across the board, all 11, like the execution was uh, just to a tee on how we wanted it. And uh, just, you know, proud of Arthur, not jumping in that situation and aiming for the high shoulder and mirrored the throwing hand, did all the things we coached him to do and um, really took advantage of the situation. So, um, but you look, you can go through each, each of the 11 guys in that situation and they're. They're doing it um, exactly how we want it to be done. And when you do that in critical situations, you know, you got a great chance to to close out games. Got, I'm
5: curious about uh, the Patrick Queen play when he had an open lane <laughs> at the quarterback and he veered off and still set the kind of the pick for the stunt. As a coach, are you like, wow, man, way to execute the play? <laughs> you know, or what, what do you say to yeah, that? Yeah, I mean,
7: it's actually happened a couple times over the last year or two. And, um, you know, we say we don't want to dishonor the organization by aborting the pick, and um, he hasn't dishonored the organization yet. So, shout out to PQ. I mean, in those situations, if, when you understand the protection schemes that you're getting, you know, go ahead and make your layups. But um, he's he's doing what we're asking him to do, and he's trying to set his teammate up. So, shout out to PQ. Going
1: back to the Millet play, I see Michael Pierce drop back on that one. Um, It's kind of what's the thought, you know, how do you kind of think through that when you have a defensive tackle dropping back in coverage and, you know, when you tell Michael, hey, on this play, you're going to be dropping coverage. What does he say in those situations?
7: Oh, for that that particular technique, I think Piercy's probably the best guy we have at doing it. I mean, he's a really underrated athlete. Uh, I think it goes back to our philosophy of we're trying to, we want everybody to be able to blitz drop. I mean, it's, it's fluid, right? And having the threat of being able to bring pressure from, both sides up the middle, you know, overload aside, um, that particular scheme asked him to drop, and uh, he's got he's got his rule, and he and he executed his rule, and he's stood right where he should be standing, and shoot, almost picked the ball off. I, it's closer. Actually, I didn't realize it in real time, but watching back on the on the uh, coach's copy, I realized he was pretty close to getting his hand on the football, which would have been pretty epic. But uh, say the play worked out in our, our favor.
4: Like I asked John this, but what did you know of Arthur Millette say? six to eight months ago. And now that he's been here, how have you identified like the, his skill set?
7: Well, I, I mean, I knew he, he played uh, hot, some, some really good football for Pittsburgh. And uh, you, know, you see that kind of stuff on crossover tape. And then um, when, when it became you know, known to us that we were interested in, in bringing him in, uh, you know, just trust the, trust the scouts and the personnel guys and George and Eric, and uh, they, they really liked him. And uh, we brought him in and he kind of just hit the ground running. Uh, but he's a competitive guy and he brings a lot of energy on on the edge of the defense. And I, like the way it shook out last, last night with the reps, uh, I didn't get a lot of reps early, but he stayed ready. And when we called his number towards the end of the game, I mean, he, uh, he executed at a high level. So, I mean, that's all you can ask. So, um, you know, it just, it speaks to the whole defense, all 11 guys playing together. You're going to have an opportunity to step up and make plays, you know, when your time comes and it just it just comes from doing your job and executing uh, one play at a time, and he's done that. Well,
5: is it, is it, is it is amazing when you
0: step back and think about it, how much you guys improved your defense with guys you added in late July, August, September? You know, I mean, people probably traditionally think of teams as set going into training camp, but if you think about the contributors that you added in, in those months. You
7: know. Yeah, I think, um, you know, I th- you think, when you listen to your question, I think uh, Eric and Ozzy over the years talking about your roster's never really set throughout the course of the season, right. and, um, I think that's the philosophy of organizations just trying to always improve your improve the team. And we've done a great job of targeting guys that can come in and be productive for us and you know, and then we kinda of take it from there. But um, obviously we're excited to always take on great players. We're never gonna turn down great players.
0: Mike, along those lines, clearly you guys didn't draw it up to have Marlon miss as much time as he did, you know, leading up to the bye week. But how much of a credit is it to the guys that have filled in for him that you still played such high level pass defense and what does it say about maybe even, even be able to hit a higher level, getting Marlin back healthy for the stretch
7: run. Yeah, I think those guys, they deserve a lot of credit for, I mean, it's been seamless and it's just, it's, it's the attitude we have as a defense. We're not batting an eye, we're not flinching. Uh, we got a lot of great players in that room, which I've talked to, you know, um, you know, in prior meetings, but you know, this is whoever's ready for that week, let's roll, you know, they know their role, you know, understand the game plan, you know, there's a lot of guys that could have gone in the game last night, we had a lot of confidence in, just didn't shake out that way. And then when Marlins comes back, then if it shoot, I mean, again, an, an elite corner in this league. He's done it for a long time at a high level, and I'm just excited for him to be healthy and, and doing his thing out there.
5: Like, you guys mean good in so many different defensive metrics to, to close a game out like you did last night. What do you feel like that does for the for the defense as a whole? Is that something that can you know carry over and be kind of a building block to finishing more games?
7: Well, it's definitely a point of emphasis you know, for the last couple of years, you know, and the more you're in those situations, the better it means you got the lead late in the game. So we want to be in those situations. And uh, it's something that we've obviously talked about because of, you know, the wave games have sh- shaken out over the last year or two. But um, yeah, once, you know, once you do it and you do it a couple times, you know, we had a couple chances to, to close the Indianapolis game out and, um, you know, we, we want more of them, you know, we want more of them so we can, we can keep, keep uh, contributing to, to wins here.
3: I think we all kind of saw the potential over the years and I've seen him improve every year. Why do you think he made the big jump this year to, to what he's doing right now?
7: Uh, I, I attribute to a few things. Um, One his just his overall work ethic. And I think when you start to stack those reps over the course of time, you start to really feel the dividends um, going into year four. You know, So I think that's probably the biggest thing. And I think we've done a tremendous job with him. I mean, just day-to-day basis um, it means a lot to have a great coach and to keep putting you in a great situation so shout out to Weave on that and uh, I mean shoot I mean he's just he just brings it every day man like I mean I know it sounds like coach coach talk, coach cliche but that really does mean something you can't go in and out some days bring it sometimes you don't you just it doesn't work like that you know you got to keep building every day and Beeks is a guy that's out here every day, and he goes 100 miles an hour every time he's out there. So, um, spoken to this before, but definitely think of very highly of Justin and the way he plays the game. He plays like a raven.
5: said that David had surgery on his knee. Just your thoughts on on the player? He can still come back and be, you know, next year in the NFL.
7: Yeah, David's going to be a great player in this league. He's going to have a great career. Um, obviously, feel for him the way that his first has uh, the way his career started. And uh, he's dealing with adversity right now, so he needs our support, and uh, and he has it, you know. But he's going to have a great, he's going to have a great career, and he's gonna he's going to recover, and he'll be back ready to roll next year. I have full confidence in that. Mike, Mike is there a focus for BK
3: you during B... the bye week? <laughs>
5: Go ahead, Paul. Uh, speaking of Matt, BK, Uh the it seemed like he was getting double teamed a lot last night. Have you seen him get more respect as the season's gone
7: Uh That's a good question. I I can't answer that with 100% certainty. I mean, we we haven't really like charted, you know, how many times he's getting double teamed and all that. But um, when he's getting double teamed, means somebody else is getting the one-on-one. And so those guys are expected to come through in that situation. Is there
3: a focus for you during this bye week? Is it all self scout? Do you you start looking ahead at teams on your schedule? How, How do you spend the week?
7: Uh, yeah, we, we met this morning. We, it's really like threefold. So the, the first thing is, the first big goal of the week is to kind of look at our guys and evaluate what they're doing well and what things that they can improve on on an individual basis. Uh, kind of the next fold would be um, looking at ourselves situationally, schematically, what we're doing well, what we can build upon, what opportunities are there for us to, to grow. And then, obviously, we're trying to get ahead. You know, So working on the Rams, working on Jacksonville, San Francisco, Miami, of phase phase into that you know this last kind of quadrant of the season
1: go the coach what do you think of the late high
7: whatever man <laughs> uh, just tell, just go wherever they tell me
1: you're listening to the ravens press pass podcast now the players get a chance this week to relax and recover and get ready for the final stretch run of the regular season and then into the playoffs now we'll get a chance to talk with some of the assistant coaches tomorrow so stay tuned For more on that, you're listening to the Ravens Press Pass Podcast. And If you want more of a deep dive into everything that we saw from the game on Sunday, check out the Lounge Podcast feed. That's where Ryan Mink and I break things down every single week, and we're going to have more to come later this week. Make sure you hit that subscribe button and leave a rating and a review. Thanks for listening. Talk with you again tomorrow.
2: Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh?